Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in New York City, and we are speaking to somebody very, very illustrious, interesting, very tattooed, uh, also a tattoo artist, also a visual artist, also very... Um, I'm going to interview him for a book. Uh, we'll see him tonight at um, the Miss Guy party, but we are going to talk to him now first. Uh, Vincent Castiglia. That's my name. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank Margaret. you for coming. Yeah. And I'm I'm so uh, excited that you're here. We've never had a um, visual artist. Well, I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you. And so, do you 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 tattoo and you you paint? That's correct. Yes. I uh, I tattoo. I work exclusively in black and gray, mostly on uh, larger scale work, mm -hmm. and uh, I paint, but not with paint. Well, uh, Vincent paints um, beautiful portraits, and, and not, not portraits, well, there, there's all sorts of subjects, di different things, but he paints in blood. That's correct. Which, um, what kind of, uh, what led you to that discovery that you could paint with blood? Um, I started experimenting with it around the year 2000, and uh, it began as a sort of way to connect with the work on the most intimate level possible. I mean, it is the uh, express vehicle of the self. It contains all the instructions for life. It is what sustains life. Um, and I felt like it was just the most personal, most impassioned, you know, uh, mode of communicating uh, what I was striving to do with my art. You know, uh, beforehand I had worked in... Um, traditional media like oils and acrylics and mm -hmm. I really liked pen and ink a lot uh, but it wasn't until I started using that medium you know my own blood mm -hmm. uh, that I really connected and uh, you know started painting in that way for the next uh, decade mm. well your work is beautiful thank you and it's it's also it it really does go beyond the idea of blood because you I mean, you know what it is, and you go and you look at the artwork, but it is so um, detailed and so elaborate, but within just every every little detail is so it's 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 I don't know it lives and it breathes, which is exciting. Right. Um, it does have an element of uh, tattooing to it, a bit of black and gray to it, also um, Da Vinci comes to mind when I see, you know, what you're doing, especially with the figurative stuff in the, the body. Um, do people have a sense of squeamishness or fear around the, the work you do? Not often do I encounter uh, that kind of a reaction. I mean, for the most part, uh, people are very much intrigued by the fact that it can be used in such a controlled and developed way, you know, mm -hmm. because the, the work is so, uh, you know, realistically rendered. Um, Sometimes you might get a person who's, you know, maybe squeamish about it, um, but generally the reactions are, have been very uh, welcoming and positive. Well, overwhelmingly positive because, yeah. you know, your work is, is absolutely beautiful. So it, it, Thank you. It, it, does, it rises above any, um, I think, elemental fear we have about it. I was just wondering if it, does it smell? No. <laughs> 
the paintings themselves do not. And it's, you know, when the uh, when the blood is applied to the surfaces, which are uh, paper, it's watercolor paper, mm-hmm. very heavy ply. Um, supposedly the same kind Da Vinci used. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, the oldest paper mill in the world. Uh, I I didn't know that before I started using it, but um, it does not smell. During the process of painting, um, th- what allows me to achieve that, you know, the darker tones is really decomposition. And so in the process, there may be uh, a bit of, a, of an odor, mm-hmm. but um, as the blood is applied to the surfaces, it is as fixed and inert as any other pigment. And iron oxide, which is what I'm painting with, it's the ingredient in the blood that uh, turns it that rich. Uh, sepia is the exact same substance in uh, sepia toned paints like oils and acrylics. There's actually iron oxide uh, hues that you can purchase. Mm. So um, it's just like a really personal uh, pigment in, in it. Well, yeah, but you know, like I, I think well, women in general have a lot more experience with blood than men. You know, it's like we, we have such a relationship with blood. And then also, you know, like not just being a woman, I'm heavily tattooed person. Right. So, you know, we have a great relationship with blood. It's always, it's sort of, I always love tattoo artists. They, they, they are so dignified about being covered in your own, your own blood. <laughs> like I always like leave, like splattering these people with my blood. Right, right. And they're fine with it, you know, and... um I actually have one, I'll, I'll tell you after, I, I can't reveal his name, but one of my artists, um, he's doing this very elaborate black and gray on my back, and uh-huh. he's, um, he puts uh, cocaine in my back wow. in order to um, stop the swelling and so that I'll huh. sit longer. And I don't get high from it. I, I, I actually don't really even know what cocaine feels like, but I, I have no physical sensation. All that, but he does, he'll, you know, I'll get him like, I guess a gram or whatever, and then he'll uh, put it in the water, the wash water, and also uh, put it um, in the ink, wow. and it um, it makes me bleed less. Wow! He says I bleed a lot. You know, there is actually a product uh, available. I mean, there's a few different companies that make it, uh, but it's it's a lidocaine solution, so mm. it's exactly like that. Oh yeah! Uh, it's lidocaine and epinephrine, and it'll it'll have the same effect in a liquid form. That mm-hmm. you can actually spray on the tattoo, and it actually numbs it up completely. Oh, that's yeah. cool! I think yeah. he, he just knows that you can get him some good blow. <laughs> it's <laughs> a one way to do it. It's a ploy. It's like I yeah, put that one there, and then we use this one. It's a ploy. I put, I put it on your back, love. <laughs> <laughs> what What was the first thing that you painted in blood? Um, some of the first things that I I did with it were um, pen and ink drawings with blood incorporated. Into the into so the so just drawings. a little bit in there right to, they so were to, like to check accents. it out like can I do this can I exactly they were very strategically placed so that you know the ink wouldn't run and and they were uh, globbed on you know it, and that was before I started collecting it intravenously because as the pieces got bigger the requirement for more uh, pigment you know increased and. I couldn't, uh, you Produce. know, just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I needed more, so. So the first time, did you just sort of, like, cut yourself or something and, and then and then do it? I, like, I, let me try this out? Yeah, I actually used uh, diabetic lancets Oh wow! on my fingertips. Mm. And that'll give you a little bit, 
It'll give you a decent amount, but nowhere near the amount needed for like a, a larger scale. Payment, right, right. You know. So how much? How much? Like, if you're using your own blood, how much work can you get out of one? I don't. Is it an extraction? What do you call it? So I guess a pint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I, I usually collect around um, twelve to fifteen tubes. Um, they're in milliliters, so I mean it's it's not much. Uh-huh. Um, what that would translate into in terms of ounces would, uh, you know, I'm like offhand I couldn't say, but it's uh, it's not much that amount. You know, in the past I had collected probably more than I should have at one go, and maybe didn't keep track of how much I was collecting it, you know, within a certain period. So I try to really pace that at this point. Right. Um, Do you go, you go to a phlebotomist? Yes. I have a phlebotomist. But before you did it, but you did it on your own. Yeah. Before I had a couple of friends too that were, uh, helped me out. It's almost like getting people to donate to your project. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's is it always your blood? Is it is it? It it is always my blood. I mean, I meant in the way of uh, friends that uh, could. Uh, before I had a registered RN collecting it for me, I had some friends that were no stranger to finding a vein, you know, or oh yeah, in recovery anyway. Of course. Oh yeah, in recovery, yeah. you'll find tons of people who just like want to shoot up. They don't care. They they know that they're not going to get high. They but they get high off of the needle and they get right. high off the ritual. Right of it so there's no shortage of people <laughs> and i i am actually not a intravenous drug user i've never done anything like that yeah right. this just so happens to be you know part of the mode of my artwork you know i don't i don't think an intravenous drug user could fathom doing something as as div- like this is really this requires so much of you and your soul and the paint and the art and the the painting it's the it's it's kind of it's trippy but and and i when i think about you i think about alex gray a little bit but he is like sort of goes more into a hallucinogenic thing where you're actually very rooted in the in the body so it goes very deep inside whereas i think drug users it's sort of you hover above right to some extent so it is very rooted in something that has to do with the heart and um that is ancient have you done um Things like uh, applied yourself to the, this idea of, you know, like those medical models, like doing like maybe um, uh, sort of anatomy, anatomy drawings and things like that. Yeah, I uh, studied anatomy in, in school a mm-hmm. bit. You know, we had to do a lot of uh, a lot of drawing and painting from the model and, and mm-hmm. so on. Um, but I agree with you in that the the work is is really. Um, essential yeah you know um the the figures as i see them are kind of like archetypes right you know and um each piece is usually something that is an event or something that i'm experiencing and working through in my own life so they're they're really an extension of my personality and my my experiences in life and I believe that on some level, they're universal. They're like stations of human experience that we all kind of um, go through at one point or another. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's 
there's sickness and death, there's loss, there's triumph, there's sex, um, and they might be rooted in specific events for me, but they're all, uh, once again, I think things that are personally relevant and mm -hmm. accessible to, to many. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of magic, too. Has, has, um, are you, has there been other instances of people doing this? Um, there, was, uh, there was an artist in the 80s by the name of Axel who did some paintings in blood, mm -hmm. and they were, uh, they were uh, kind of suggestive, you know, the not exactly rendered uh, more abstract right. stuff. Um, I'm sure it's been, you know, done from the dawn of time, right, you know, and right. I, I'm actually certain of that. Um, earliest records uh, of, you know, people painting with blood, really like early man, uh, were dated at 25 and 50,000 years old in caves around the world using animal blood. Mm -hmm. And they would, speaking about it being magical and, you know, kind of a, a sacred thing, um, they would do it as a form of prayer mm -hmm. for more food. So they would literally like uh, slaughter the animal and use the blood to paint more of the animal to, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, praying for more of it mm -hmm. to Yeah, hunt. which, uh, which makes know. sense. And then so I think what, you, what you're doing is, is using, a, you know, a very primitive idea, but you actually, your application, your technique is quite renaissance. Right. The, the way that the way that you visualize it, it does. Even though a lot of it um, is much more modern, you know, the imagery and you know it, it goes into a lot greater detail than than we had in the Renaissance. But but there 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 is a morbidity, there is a beauty, there's a grace, but there's a sadness, but there's you know this kind of um, relationship with the divine that I think is is very much a Renaissance thing. Right. Um, which is exciting. And so your background you. in art is that I think you have, you know, like probably a great background in art history. And do you love it? Um, I, I don't have uh, exactly the, the, the deepest background in, in art history. I've taken some art history classes in school, but um, I did um, go to school for illustration for three years. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my degree. But mm -hmm. I went there for three years. But do you have a relationship <laughs> with art that's, that, that's pretty... I can see it in your painting. I'm like, oh, that, you know, it's deep. It's yeah. like a, you know, like a f I, fa I, I, I get affected, you know, by, by paintings or is sculpture or Bernini or, you know, you Absolutely. see, you know, like I um, saw the, the uh, ecstasy of St. Teresa in Rome and I was just, yeah. I couldn't move. You know, and it was so far and high above and it's a saint that like supposedly she's having an orgasm, but they don't really know. And that's what, what's on my back. And I, I was so like, I, was, I couldn't move from the, I was rooted because I, I was just so in awe of everything. I mean, all of his, he does Poseidon too. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he does Medusa. But I, I'm reminded of actually sculptural things from your painting. Do you see that when you paint? Do you see like 3D? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can see that relation and, you know, uh, the analogy you're drawing in, in the work. And, um, you know, a lot of artists, especially now, you know, they'll they'll argue uh, that the pursuit is not sacred. It's mm -hmm. it's like it's a job, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like really not the case for me. If if I 
if I didn't want to do this with all of my heart and soul, why would I, you know, like, why would I do it at all? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if whatever it is in life that you want to do, if you're not fully in it, you know, if your heart isn't in it, why, why, why do it at all? And so, and art for me was like, I mean, it began as a kind of very powerful distraction from my environment growing up, um, which just evolved into something that was uh, a way of life, you know, mm -hmm. and, and how I'm constituted and, and what I, you know, what I do naturally and... Um, yeah, and visions that I'd like to share, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's intense. It's intense. And so you um, show all over the world. You do shows. You um, Your work sells everywhere. It's like, it's 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 an intense job to be um, a successful painter. I, I, I know a couple, and um, I'm good friends with Sean Barber, okay. and I'm good friends with Mike Davis and cool. Henry Lewis, and those are those are my guys, you know, and they work... They're all tattoo artists also. So they work like constantly to the point where they have back issues. And do you have that? Do you work constantly? So you have like problems with your body? <laughs> I, I, I do a bit. You know, my, uh, my back and my wrists are kind of taxed most of the time. But mm. I, uh, I try to remedy, remedy that, you know, best as possible. I, I work out regularly. I, I exercise and... Yeah, you need that. I mean, but do you think it's worse because you're working in a medium that is a little bit draining? Yeah. If taken in moderate amounts, the way I see it, it's like I ne I'll, I'll never miss it, mm -hmm. you know. But if I don't keep track of how much I'm collecting or if I overdo it, yeah, then it can totally be draining. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've been guilty of in the past you know and i've felt it but is it like you do get high from it like i think i've given blood before and it's made me feel like kind of high because you're you're just a little bit like i'm not sure what it is it, maybe it's a little lightheaded and a little yeah. like you've just because you've lost some blood right yeah. yeah 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 there is that kind of feeling of yeah being light lighter in mm -hmm. general you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. but um yeah, I, uh, I I don't collect nearly enough to to have it affect me in, in too too strong a way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. Have you ever uh, painted in other body fluids? <laughs> no. I my friend um, David Cho painted in urine, and um, I'm not sure if he painted in shit. I didn't ask him, but he definitely painted in urine, urine and soy sauce. Okay. Urine, because he was in and soy uh, sauce. Well, he was in. Uh, he was in jail. Um, he had he was he was doing an art show in Tokyo, and then he um, I don't know what happened, but he punched some dude, and then ended up in jail for three months. But they, they part of the punishment was they would not allow him to have any um, art supplies. So he stole like paper, and then he used urine and soy sauce, and like made brushes so that he could still paint. Wow! So he was he was using urine, which I think well that's. How do you, how do you, what, what do you make the brushes with? I don't know. Hair. I don't know. <laughs> you do it with hair. Pubes. Makes me think of um, remember the Jeffrey Rush movie Quills. We saw that. Oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where he was imprisoned and he and he wrote. Did he write in blood? Did he write in blood? I don't know. In the movie. I don't know. 
Which movie is that? Quills. Quills. I with uh, Jeffrey Rush. It's about the Marquis de Sade, but yeah. it's it's quill like a it it's it's sort of a quills. It's like it's it's sort of ridiculous. It's not even sexual at all. Yeah. It's not even revolt. It's about his Marquis de Sade in prison. Okay. Um. But and yeah, he just has a, to keep writing. But anyway, that's off the subject. But <laughs> what was the reaction in the beginning? Did you tell people like, go have a look? And then, yeah. and then, did they know? Did people know straight away, or did you go? Oh, that's, that's that's me up there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> there, in. I'm there, in that literally. Yeah, there was a uh, you know there was a few year period in the beginning where I was just creating. You know, I really wasn't showing at all. Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, produce this body of work first before it would be, you know, shown or judged or anything like yeah. that. And then even after. I had began uh, showing in some group shows and I, you know, had my website uh, built and stuff. I didn't put the medium on the site. I wanted the work to stand alone, right. you know, first, you know, and uh, I, it was going to come out one way or another. And by the time I had my first solo show, which I began painting full time in late 2004, and I had my first solo show in 2008 at the H.R. Giger Museum in Switzerland, which was just like mind-blowing, wow. yeah. you know, as my first show. And um, that was when, you know, it was like a public domain, that it was, it was human blood, that it was all painted in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I, like friends and people who would, you know, come by uh, my studio while I was working would know it's blood. And... Uh, yeah, as I said, the reaction has been just really beautiful. You yeah, know? like people get it. I think. Well, if it's you see it. yeah because you when you see it, first of all, when you see it, you do know it's blood, even though even if you haven't been told. Really, there is a familiarity with it when you see it, and you there you just know. Right. In, and but the but the beauty of it. Uh, is that it is so detailed and it is so like the mastery of the form and you know what you're doing with you know just light and the the way that your eye falls on it is so intense that I think it's really I think that's what makes you so you know just emotional when people look at your work right. so it, it is you know identifiable as blood because I think just as human beings we're going to have that but it's so it's deep you know, right. it's like you do so much more with it than there is the element of shock. Right. There is the element of, you know, this this idea of like, oh, this is scary and this is really outrageous because it's human blood. But the art is so beautiful that it it transcends any kind of thought that this is improper. Thank you. I, I, really, <laughs> I appreciate your comments on that. And uh, um yeah, I mean, if I were painting things, you know, in terms of uh, subject matter that were obviously or, you know, overtly for some kind of to evoke a response solely, that would be, you know, one thing that mm -hmm. would be, uh, you know, I think it would be obvious. But the, you know, the, the subject matter really came about as a byproduct of a an honest searching within myself, you know, and I wanted, you know, art for me, making these paintings is, is how, I, uh, how I live and relate to the world and understand this place better, you know, incrementally. You know, I work out my, 
um, questions and uh, I put my hopes and dreams into it and it, it's a combination of you know my my total uh, life's experience um, if I don't if I didn't have it I don't know where I'd be um, but I think what, what I'm the point I'm trying to make is what I what I think comes across in the work is that it is an honest pursuit and that there is not this um, as you said uh, uh, you know shock component to it mm -hmm. that you know there could be though I mean you could you could go that route in a sense but there's so much more to it than that you know I mean it it's a choice certainly to paint and blood but it, it's also another choice to spend so much time on it you know that right. <laughs> it's that's like, right <laughs> it's like what you know what you're doing is you're really using a, a fine arts tradition and methods but in a, a, a very ancient and very modern way of presenting it which is cool right but you guys just did um my favorite show taboo yeah. <laughs> do you ever watch that's taboo that's no, what's that? <clears throat> it's this great show on National Geographic, and um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's really. Uh, I know a lot of people that have been on it. I know a lot of like the different um, people, who, like piercing people. You know, people that hang from like their back. Suspension. Yeah, yeah. I, I hang out at. Um, I haven't been there for a long time, but do you know the Armory in San Francisco? The um, ki it's kink.com which is okay um it's like a huge it's a it's a bunch of websites but that's that that spanish um sort of moorish building in the mission mm -hmm. where they have a porn studios now oh they do and um but they part of it is porn studios and then also the other part of it is they do a lot of like crazy suspension stuff and wow. like crazy like hanging like from their back and like hanging from like side their side and stuff and like kind of play piercing and things like that which I'm just like look I'm not into it I'm never going to be into it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not into that myself but, but it's in incredible to see and those people get really high off it right I've heard you it's know kind of uh, endorphins yeah but they have a lot of that on taboo how does that that must really hurt though but they're into that well, I think it hurts so much that they, uh, but it releases so much endorphins that they're all loopy mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's the challenging yourself to do something that's like that. And, and it's a little bit of like, um, like a little bit of a Native American tradition of that. Uh, and it's like with Fakir Musafar and all these people mm -hmm. that, you know, these San Francisco people who are like body modification people from, it's like tattooing and then piercing and then, you know, all this other stuff came out of that. But right. so, uh, what did you what did you guys talk about? Did you did you do, did you do it with Kevin? Uh, the segment on taboo. Taboo. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, part of it was filmed at uh, Sacred. Um, it was it was filmed all over. Actually, we um, there was a lot that just was left on the uh, edit room floor. We filmed so much; it was like a almost a week of uh, filming. But a lot of the segment which aired was uh, it took place in my studio it was live painting that they wanted to see the process and interviews mm -hmm. um, mostly with me and they also had some um, a, a psychologist on the show and then a medical doctor giving their take on uh, you know the yeah their take on the of the whole thing yeah you know? 
Yeah. And then you also did an interview with Damien Eccles. That's true. Our wild friend from years ago. He's great. I haven't seen him since he's been free. He's, he's living in Salem now, mm. which is a great place for him. Yeah. Yep. Such a great place. But he's a great, he's a great guy. Yeah, he really is. And uh, Damien interviewed me for the uh, Tome uh, Volume 1 book, which is... You which know, I'm going to do your next yeah, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited. Me too. And, me too. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can... Um, I asked Vincent to paint, uh, make a painting out of my menstrual blood, but he said there's not enough. So that well, I would have to. Yeah, so we can so definitely he don't, he don't put know your you. menstrual blood in there. You know? <laughs> he don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> that, so, but there's not enough in that, right? To paint to paint a portrait, I would I would have to say no. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much to bleed. <laughs> the, the but, uh, process. I'd like you to do one with my nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody asked you to do that before? No. Really? This, this will be the first. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Because to me, that is such a um, constant part of my life and all women's lives, you know, and, and mm. it's something that men often really fear, you know, and they don't, like, they don't want any, any part of it. But it's like... Uh, but, you know, I think... I have no problem with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we, I mean, I, I have to figure out how to... I think then I'll, we'll have to go to... I'll have to go to the phlebotomist, too. Yep. And then get some blood. Yep. Which is fine. But it's going to be, you know... It'll be cool. Yeah. It'll be really cool. Have you done portraits of people uh, without their with their blood or with only... You've only used yours? I've only used mine uh, to date. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for commissions and uh, so forth, the pieces I've painted uh, for myself. But I've been asked to do uh, that in the past uh, in a few situations, which, um, you know, for one, re- one reason or another didn't pan out because I was asking them for uh, tests that said they were negative of any communicable diseases if I'm going to paint, be painting in oh, yeah, your yeah. blood. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know. <laughs> Anyway, well, yeah. you don't know her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it is one of those things where, uh, you know, there there is like you know bloodborne contact. It, it is it it does become very intense. People's blood is like one of the, it it's like, it is the soul of them. It is it is there. That's right. You know, and in certain esoteric schools of thought, that is precisely what the blood is. It is mm-hmm. the. Um, it is the vehicle of the spirit, mm-hmm. so-called. You right, know. right. Because it can, cont- and also your DNA. I mean, it's like that spiritually, but also scientifically, your DNA contains your you, just the biological imprint of you. Right. You could create you from just a, the tiniest drop of blood from a cell. Right. So it's a very it's a very intense thing right. to to do, and you know, it's kind of like if it's your blood, it's okay, but it's like other people's, it just becomes very. It's it's just a it's very intense. intense. It is and personal. It, it is, and I'm you know uh, honored that uh, I'll be working with yours. So <laughs> I'm excited about it too. I'm excited. Well, I mean, it, it's like it, it, it's like we're excited because we're going to go see your, your he uh, he's got at Sacred. He's got a huge um, the eight foot yeah. painting. What is that painting? It's uh, it's called it's titled Stings of the Lash, mm-hmm. and. Um, that was uh, that. I began that in uh, probably the tail end of uh, 2004 
I uh, completed it in 2005. It took about three and a half uh, months at the time. And uh, it, that was the only project I was working on. Um, I was painting incessantly. And it was the first painting of its scale that I did in that medium. Mm -hmm. So there, there was a lot of... Uh, I don't want to use the word experimentation because that almost implies lack of control. It was very controlled. But I was finding my way... Uh, mm -hmm. in terms of what I could do and doing it very uh, incrementally. That's what tattooing and pa my paintings share is that uh, there's zero room for error. It's mm -hmm. like surgery. Yeah. Tattooing is oh, like yeah. surgery. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so are these paintings because yeah. it's a white piece of paper. You can't take anything off of it afterward. Right. You know, so it's, it's, they, they share that. But um, the painting itself... Um, it's a it's a male figure and uh, it looks like a uh, it's a Christ like figure, mm -hmm. uh, but really it was it denoted an era, you know, of, of my life which was being exited mm -hmm. and transcended, mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. um, and in it has contained uh, various details of, of that. You know, um, I, I encrypt things in, into the paintings. Mm. I, I don't like to, I don't like for them to get too illust, um, what's the word, illustrative. Right. You know, in the sense of spelling anything out. I'd like it to, uh, you know, my visual language to work with the aesthetic and be visually, you mm -hmm. know, uh, poignant, but anyway. Yeah, no, I understand, because it does have, um, there is an element from all the things I've seen is really um, of sacred art also. So you, you do see, like, Christ wounds or Christ suffering. It's not spelled out for you. Right. But it's in these tiny details, like the thorns and just the way that his face is and, the, you know, the sort of the gauntness of his figure and that there's um you know these details that we notice time and time again in sacred art that um they're just like you know jesus did this like you better do something back but they they don't um beat you over the head with it right in, in, they do it in a, a different way i think in the church but in sacred art it, it's subtle like in uh, veronica's veil which is i have a copy of it which is um it's 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 supposed to, so supposedly a woman um wiped Christ's face and he was bleeding and right, wiped his face onto a hanky or whatever equivalent. And then it had, it was like the Shroud of Turin. Right. It had his image and then it never deteriorated. And there's like copies of it all over the world. But I have, I have one of them, these bogus ones. Um, wow. But it's, uh, it's sort of that thing where you don't, you don't see every detail, but you feel it. Right. And I think that's probably what I sense from what you're doing. Right. Um, now, where do you, where do you see, um, where do you want to, where do you want to show? Like, where's your dream show? Like, where do you want to go? Hmm. I mean, uh, I was looking at the Salvador Dali Museum. Hmm. You know, that was a, a thought, yeah. something I'd uh, like to do. Down in, down in Florida? Yeah. That's a great yeah. museum. Yeah. They, they do show, you know, different artists yeah. work. I mean, mainly it's like a rotation of different themed like retrospectives of his work but um 
that was one thing I had in mind. Um, you should, I bet you should, you've done that. You've done with Paul Booth's place, Last yep. Rites. Yeah, he's yep. great. Yeah, he really is. And, I love uh, him, yeah. That that was actually where I had, uh, it was a two-person show with Sean Barber. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, gosh, I that hung simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it must have been there, yeah. What did oh, wow. Well, Sean and, I know Sean and Kim really well. Sean's done uh, tattooing for me and I, I uh, did the foreword for his last book. Oh, awesome. And so, you know, they, they are really, they're really close friends of mine. He doesn't put the cocaine in my back though. <laughs> That's somebody else. <laughs> but, somebody uh, who, who remain uh, uh, a anonymous. <laughs> But last right seems like that's that's perfect. Paul Paul Booth is is just awesome. I don't you know I've never met him, but I I just know his work so well and his sort of reputation and seen him painted so many times. Right. Um, has Sean painted you? Uh, no, he is not not yet. Hmm. That seems like it would be a natural fit. Yeah. You could know, be. whether it's it's Sean has a different kind kind of feeling and approach, but in a sense that there is um. A complimentary feeling, like there, right. you know, there's that. Then, and I mean, you, you know, you you have. What's interesting too is that I see a, a bit of um, when you're when I when I look at your work, I see a little bit of a little bit of uh, Mr. Cartoon. I see Leonardo da Vinci. Mm. I see Michael Hussar, Hussar, Hussar. Uh-huh. little little bit of um, you know, like uh, Geiger for sure, for sure. Right. <laughs> um, there, there's even, you know, there, there's even that, that kind of thing of like the, what's a plastic, Gunter von Hagens. Yeah, I could <laughs> definitely see that for sure. For sure, especially yeah. the, the, uh, the uh, Horseman of the Apocalypse. Uh-huh. There was just the one where he's a skinned horse and then the, the skinned man. Right. Which I think his work is, is beautiful. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. That's really, I mean, his work is really, have you ever seen it? it it's not the bodies exhibit, it's the, the original one the plastination one so with body mm-hmm. worlds yeah he was like the you know uh innovator of that that whole thing i mean all of the other offshoots the th- one at the seaport and stuff that was all after what he did oh yeah you know? yeah but there's also the element too of um there's um the i think Dup- it's called the Dupuis. it's in paris and it's a medical museum in the in the medical school and it's um, all it is is a wax uh, kind of sculptures of deformities and wow. syphilis. Wow! And it's really intense because it's like you you just go and like there's nobody there, and it's not like um, it's not like Body Worlds. It's not like a huge exhibit. It, it, it's it's really these these little things that have been shut away forever because it's it's filled with shame and you know, these sexually transmitted diseases that became deadly and mm. syphilis was just really a terrible thing. It's made people really crazy too. So it just really ravaged the body. But they have these wax, these these very beautiful, very detailed wax figures that I think, oh, I, I, it echoes your work too. It's like, oh, this kind of, the intense scourge of humanity. Mm. You know, what it, a, sort of a disease it is to be a human being. It, the existence itself is a disease. There is definitely that in the work. <laughs> you know, it definitely um, explicates the uh, the darker um, side of what it means to be human and have a human body. Yeah. Um, 
but the beauty there too, the beauty of it, the beauty of the expression that this can be created by hand and it's actually totally self-contained. It's like all it required was a place to see. Right. You know, this is just you, your hand and the blood. Right. Which that's all, you know, that you, that you need to create this masterpiece. So it is, it is also its own salvation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's correct. It's great. But we want to see you at the Dolly. Where can we tweet? tweet? Can we do, do, do social media? You, I know you're on Facebook. Yeah. And um, you have a website. Yep. What's it's, your website? Uh, it's vincentcastiglia.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, my tattoo site is omegatattoo.com. Oh, so do you have a shop? In Midtown, yeah, on uh, 49th. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So is it just is it just you who's, who's out of just there? Just me. I work solo. So you're, private, you're a private studio? Yep. That's cool. Yep. And then so what kind, do you do the same similar kind of thing as a tattoo artist that you do as a visual artist? Um, in in like which way? imagery and the oh. detail and the lines, like you say, black and gray. Yep. I mean, it's monochrome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they, you yeah. know, share. Um, a lot of it. It's all realistically rendered, so that's what they share also. But in terms of the uh, subject matter, I'm working with all different kinds of yeah. clients. So it's really a combination of uh, their um, their specifications and my vision, mm-hmm. kind of uh, interpreting that and, and illustrating great. it for them. Well, I, lo- I love black and gray, too. I mean, it's a, who, whose work do you collect? Who do you have? Um, I've got uh, some of my f- my favorite work. My most recent work is uh, Anil Gupta. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he did my neck. And he's great. He's working on uh, an arm sleeve on, on me now. He's and really great. Yeah, he's just like just incredible. Do you like John Dix? Do you like um, John Dix? Is a um, British guy. Okay. Little bit more, little bit of the Alex Gray kind of thing. Um, but Anil Gupta's the best. He he actually has no tattoos. He's got one. <laughs> he does. Yeah, on his, on his thigh. When did he get? <laughs> he got it in the nineties. Um, it was a collaboration piece with um, Guy Atchison, Paul Booth, and Philip Lou. Oh my gosh! And they all uh, they all kind of cornered him at a tattoo convention. Mm. They were like, "You're getting tattooed." <laughs> You're gonna get one. <laughs> and uh, they they did this on him, and uh, yeah, it's like a freeform kind of uh, art fusion experiment. Piece. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. But he's an amazing tattooer. Who else do you have? Um, I've got work from Guy Atchison. Oh, he's he, great. Yes, he did the uh, back mm-hmm. of my neck. Um, Tim Reed in Canada, who is mm-hmm. also a close friend of mine. He does incredible uh, all around artists. I mean, black and gray color, but his black and gray work is what really you know uh, caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I've also got a lot of work, which was my earlier work when I first started getting tattooed from Mike Perfetto. Mm-hmm. He's kind of uh, a New York legend, mm-hmm. you know, he's very low key guy, doesn't have a website, doesn't, you know, promote, doesn't do anything, but has been around since like, you know, the, the early seventies and mm. really solid dude, traditional, you know, yeah. old school artist. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. I think, yeah, I, I think I, I have to, I have one, I have two big pieces that I have to finish, which are the, my knees, which is the stupidest, it's so funny though, it's the <laughs> president's, it's Craig Jackman, and then I have something on the uh, back of my leg that's, um, well, I was going to do a contest between my left leg, um, <laughs> my right leg with Chris O'Donnell versus Grime, 
that's cool. <laughs> so left cool. leg is is a heaven. So this is a Kuan Yin thing that's in the back of my leg. And then Grime was going to do hell, wow. which is um, Grime is a great. Uh, he's a great tattooist uh, in San Francisco. Works with Henry, but uh, you know. So I but I have to go. I have to finish. How is it hard to fit? I never, I never go to finish. That, that it takes me years to finish stuff because I always like have to work and then never go back to. Right. I mean, I get that sometimes. You know. I mean, for me, I like to uh, go as as consistently as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting tattooed myself, but I do have uh, you know clients who, for work and other reasons, have to take breaks in between uh, yeah. sessions and stuff. It takes it takes a long time to get this big stuff done and. Yeah. So we'll finish. We'll finish. But we are we are finished. Um, thank you so much, Vince. Thank Vincent you so Castiglia. Much, thank you so much. I look forward to our interview and our Likewise. our um, a painting with my blood. It's a very exciting Absolutely. thing. Um, I'm Margaret Cho. You can you can tweet me at Margaret Cho or um, you can tweet us at Monsters of Talk. T- Monsters of Talk. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can listen to us on SoundCloud every Monday at 9 a.m. You can also download us. No, no, no. They can. They subscribe. Can subscribe and download and subscribe on iTunes. And um, listen. But we love you and uh, we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs>